We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. minutes a day 365 days a year this is the pack a day podcast welcome back to another episode of the pack a day podcast you can get all your pack a day updates by following us on twitter at pack a day podcast and remember you can always subscribe to the podcast on itunes google play TuneIn, stitcher or spotify and of course you can check us out over at cheeseheadtv.com I'm Kyle Fellows, and I am joined by my co-host, Mr. Andrew Mertig. Andrew, it's Friday, and so we're excited to be back. It's another show. How you doing? Yeah, really good. It's great to be back. It's it's fun to have another weekend of football with no pressure on the Green Bay Packers. It's a stress-free watching environment, and uh, I think there's a lot of really, really good games on tap for this weekend, and then, uh, you know, hanging into Monday. So that's going to be fun. And then uh, one other thing, kind of riding the high today, right? You and I, uh, Ollie Murray, who always puts together the Packers podcasting rating, throwing us in there at number six, which is uh, beyond generous and kind and probably not that deserving. But this is all <laughs> we do, right? Like neither one of us is writing for anybody anymore. Right. So like we throw everything we've got into this podcast. So like it's nice to be recognized and um, you know, I, I think there's so many awesome people doing so many awesome things that uh, maybe number six is too high for us, but uh, we will take any anything, any accolades that people want to throw our way. So thanks, yeah. Ollie. Yeah, we're bracing for the dip the next time the, the rankings come out, but we're going to ride the high right now. Seriously, I mean, it is, like you said, it's super humbling. So many awesome people on that list, people below us on the list uh, that I respect so much, and people not on the list that, man, I just look up to and love uh, consuming all their Packers content, so... Can, can I take one moment, though? Like, honestly, when I read that list, like, the, the thought that crossed my mind is, like, Brian Caravu, who was, like, the original... Right. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, maybe Aaron Nagler and Corey Benke were doing stuff oh, yeah. that could be considered podcasting before Brian. But really, like Railbird Central is the first. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I know both you and I did guest spots on on uh, with Brian very early yeah, in yeah. our Packer writing careers, which was like pretty cool and pretty influential and made me interested in wanting to get into podcasting. So big shout out to Brian. Who, who doesn't get enough credit as the, uh, you know, pod father, which Andy has so selfishly taken the name of. I'm, I'm, I'm kidding. Please <laughs> don't fire me, Andy. 
No, you're 100% right. Brian Caribou was gracious enough to have us both on. And is it was a Byron Bell? Is that the offensive guard that the Packers picked up Correct. at one point? Yeah, that was my conversation. So I had a riveting topic uh, to discuss. I even remember it to this day, but a really cool start. And so uh, appreciative for that opportunity. But man, dude, it is cool. It's good to be back here with you talking some football. And what a fun time of the year. What a season we've had. And I can say I've never been so happy to not have Packers football to watch. And the Packers are, once again, that number one seed. Uh, They're enjoying that bye week, like you said. We'll have home field advantage throughout the playoffs. And they will have a very full and loud Lambeau field this year uh, that will be a big help as well. That maybe wasn't to the degree that we had last year. So uh, looking forward to that. But Green Bay is now two wins away from the Super Bowl, three wins away from taking home the trophy. And I think we're all feeling pretty good right now, right? The table is set for this team to go on a run here. Aaron Rodgers says that they're going on a run. And I do think that there is a lot of optimism around what this team can accomplish this postseason. And before we get into our show today, I do think uh, we had some news uh, that we wanted to get into. Uh, We had something fun pop up today. Um, We've had a lot of these like unexpected little nuggets of we didn't know that was happening. Right. And today, Whitney Merciless, it was announced that this guy, right. I think there's probably some fans who were like, oh, I kind of forgot he was on the roster. Right. Like this guy came from Houston made a big impact, and then unfortunately he had some torn biceps uh, November 14th, which is kind of a big deal, and not that far away. The dude is out there practicing today, okay? This is a huge, huge deal. No one expected this. Uh, Joe Barry said today that he was expecting, uh, you know, Merciless to try to make this comeback, that Merciless has been saying since the injury, I'm coming back, guys. Like, I'm going to be there for the postseason. And everybody was like, you know, like, that's that's great. That's a good idea. But, you know, that's a really big recovery that quickly. But it looks like he just might do it. And so really cool to see him out there, obviously, for him to be a part of a team that's going to go on a postseason run coming from Houston uh, is a big opportunity. He wants to be a part of that. But my goodness, what a cool surprise we got today. Yeah, and what was really impactful in my opinion is you take a look at the season that Preston Smith is having which is obviously really impressive and then Rashawn Gary has quietly turned into a top whatever you want to list him as edge rusher in the NFL I I think top 10 is very fair Um, he might even be creeping into that you know six seven range Um, and just like a phenomenal season and now you add to the fact or, or you add to the mix Zadarius and Whitney Merciless stepping in there and taking the snaps that normally John Garvin and Tipa would be taking. So like those, those are big deals, right? Like we know every opportunity that you get can get to set the edge, both, you know, against the run game and then also getting after the quarterbacks that, that the Packers would be facing potentially coming up in the NFC playoffs. It's a really big deal. To, to have depth at that position and especially like really, really good veteran depth. So even if they're at, 
80, 85% of what they normally would be able to bring, that's still a marked improvement. And everything that this defense can get to continue to improve, to be more versatile. And then, hey, you know, like if Zedarius is feeling up to it, you can throw him in that kind of rover role. You can have him run from the in, rush from the inside. You can move Gary around. You can move Preston around a little bit more with Merciless on the field. And so, yeah, I mean, a lot, a lot to be excited about here. Yeah, it really is so fun. And on a national level, you know, there's buzz around the Packers as a team that's going to be hard to beat. But there's also buzz around how healthy this team is and how healthy this team is getting. And that's cool. You know, we talk about those things because we're looking for it. But on the national stage, you know, people are saying this is a good team. This is a healthy team. It seems like everything is aligning for the Green Bay Packers this time around. But, uh, Andrew, we can't do our normal show today, can we? Can you tell us a little bit about where we're headed? What what are we going to do today? That'd be pretty tough, because if you listen to us normally on Fridays, we talk about key matchups and the next factors. Well, obviously, without a game, we don't have a specific matchup preview, but we did want to take a really high-level view of what each matchup could potentially look like, depending on who ends up winning this weekend. So with seven playoff teams, there are some really weird things that could happen in the NFC, and um, you know there would be even more weird things happening if there are multiple upsets, right? It's the NFL absolutely any absolutely anything can happen and so um there's going to be some bizarre things i think that end up happening this weekend in the six matchups yeah i think we're all about bizarre things happening this weekend because we're not playing so like the crazy stuff can happen totally fine that would be super entertaining but we have four teams that we're going to look at briefly today uh we're looking at the seven seed eagles six seed 49ers five seed 49ers. I got a typo here. That's the Cardinals. That would be the the Cardinals. And the four-seed Rams. Um, Of course, there are two playoff teams that we're not going to talk about, uh, but it's not possible for the Packers to match up with them, uh, being the Cowboys or the Bucks in that next divisional round. So we're going to save them for the NFC Championship preview if those teams do last that long. But um, up first for us today are the seven seed Eagles. And yeah, it would be a huge upset if these Eagles were able to beat the Tampa Bay Bucks, right? It would be amazing, but it would be an upset. Um, if they were able to do it and punch their ticket straight to Lambeau Field, that's exactly where they'd be headed because they're the seven seed. So, you know, the pack is going to play the lowest seed remaining as the seven. Obviously, you get the Eagles. Uh, but the Eagles are a super intriguing team. This is a team that started the year Uh, with many people assuming that they would be embracing a rebuild. People kind of viewed Jalen Hurts as kind of that bridge quarterback, maybe, with a limited ceiling. He could do some things for you, uh, but maybe wasn't the future there. But he's done so much to carry this team at times in 2021. And I think a lot of people really doubted Nick Sirianni, thinking that he could be a one-and-done kind of coach there in Philly. But, uh, man, what an accomplishment, really, for this team, right? This team is certainly still rebuilding. That's not changing. Uh, But they managed to make the playoffs in the midst of a rebuild, and that is definitely saying something about where this team can go in the future. Um, Obviously, this team has Devontae Smith, Miles Sanders, Dallas Goddard as weapons for Hertz, and that's an incredible group. But what's really impressive to me about this Eagles team is their offensive line that they have up front. They've got three guys. Uh, they've got their tackles and their center. Lane Johnson, Jordan Mal- Malata. Is that how you say that one? 
Do you yes, remember? I believe so. And Jason Kelsey, uh, who are essentially they're just elite at their position, according to Pro Football Focus. The guards are playing really well inside along them as well. And they grade out really, really well as a run blocking unit. So if there's a way for them to get past Tampa, I think they're a really interesting team in a game at Lambeau because you know that a team coming up to Green Bay in January is going to need to run the ball. And with the offensive line that they have, I do think that they could find enough success there to keep the game close, control the clock a little bit, and not give Rodgers and company a bunch of offensive possessions. Obviously, Hurts mixes in that running game as well. But uh, everybody's written off the Eagles probably for a good reason. They're probably kind of a year away from being that serious uh, contender at least. But if things get weird, and we know that they do in the playoffs often, this Eagles O-line is going to be a big reason why they may be able to pull off an upset. And then, of course, if they were able to make their way up to Green Bay, that would be one heck of a matchup to watch with these Packers edge rushers, right, that we've been talking about with the return of Zedarius. Um, of course, we've got Kenny Clark that would be matching up there with Jason Kelsey as well. So lots of fun could happen if the Philadelphia Eagles were able to get to Green Bay. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Yeah, and, and that was really well stated how the Eagles would match up with the Packers potentially. But for people that are writing off Philly against Tampa, one, one thing to really watch out for, the Tampa forecast is calling for rain and very blustery conditions, like very windy. Um, so that's something that could work in the Eagles' favor as the team that wants to ground and pound like you talked about and turn this into a slugfest. 
I think that does become a potential way for Philly to pull the upset. And so when I was thinking about this, one thing that I flashed back to was there was a seven and nine Seahawks team that made the playoffs once upon a time. Uh, And you may remember, I I believe that was Russell Wilson's rookie year, right? So they got this undersized, really mobile quarterback who was moving the chains with his legs a lot. They have Marshawn Lynch, right? This is the Beastquake Seahawks, right? That That's what happened. They beat the Saints with the Beastquake run. And that was a team that wasn't supposed to beat anybody. Now, the comparison sort of stopped there in that the Eagles' defense is not particularly good. Yeah. <laughs> and they haven't beat a – I don't think they've beaten a winning team all year. That might be wrong. I know for sure they've beaten no playoff teams. So, um, well – Okay, I may have to take that back. But their record against winning teams is is atrocious. So there is a path to victory here. um, And I think the weather could potentially play into that. Um, I I agree with a lot of what I've been hearing in in that the Eagles aren't a particularly great team. But any given Sunday, and this is a Tampa team that, like, quite frankly, is not the same as last year. They're dealing with a lot of injuries. And um, the offense just isn't as explosive as it typically has been. Absolutely. And I do think that that's important to to keep in mind that this people fear this Bucks team. And I mean, they have a lot of things going for them. Obviously, Brady's going to keep any team in a game and those kinds of things. But this is a very different team. This is a team affected by um, locker room issues as of late, lots of injuries. So uh, anything could happen. And man, you, you bring up beast quake right and just fun to think back to lynch breaking that run and what a game that was uh and nothing would make me happier than to see a running back absolutely run over the bucks defense that would be a lot of fun absolutely so now we're going to flip over to the six seed the san francisco 49ers who have been really electric especially towards the end of the season debo samuel gets so much of the attention on offense but Jimmy Garoppolo looked really great on Sunday, even with a thumb that barely works on his throwing hand. You know, of course, the 49ers will be relying on the run, um, and that's going to be a tough road against a really stout Cowboys defense. But the San Francisco defense has been really good, too. Nick Bosa uh, and that defensive line gives any offense headaches. And then you add in Fred Warner and a really athletic linebacker core that takes away a lot of the cheap stuff to running backs and tight ends. You have to beat this team on the outside, and they don't give you a lot of time to do that. Um, But they do face a Dallas team that has those weapons on the outside, even without Michael Gallup. And they could, you know, really follow that recipe to success to to pull like tearing apart the 49ers defense. To me, this matchup is pretty fascinating, right? Because I, I think they have kind of some complementary strengths um, and some complementary weaknesses. And so it could end up being a real slugfest of a game. I, I know a lot of people are worried about San Francisco being the matchup for Green Bay, but they, they've been wildly inconsistent all year. And it would really come down to stopping the run. I am not afraid of Jimmy G repeating what he did in L.A. last week and just dropping back and tearing apart the Packers secondary because it's going to be at Lambeau. It's going to be cold. They're going to be dealing with a much better Okay, I almost just said a much better secondary. Is that insulting to the Rams, Kyle? Okay, you, you're mute. You're either muted or very quiet. I was mulling the I was mulling the 
the comments. I think you can say that this is a the better Packers secondary. have a better secondary of the Rams. I'm already going to say it. Okay? I like it. I, I, I like, like it. the Packers' safety is better. I, I think with Jair, you negate the difference between Ramsey and yeah. everybody else. And I think all the other pieces on the Packers' secondary are better. So anyways, again, <laughs> getting back to my point. For the 49ers, Jimmy G is not going to step back and, and tear you apart. The 49ers would have to run the ball. And I know we all have some traumatic stress from what we saw in the NFC Championship game two years ago. But this is a different defense. It's a different scheme, different players. They play with a little bit different energy, a little bit different toughness, a little bit different mindset. And I really don't think we would see a repeat of that. So, you know what? 49ers don't scare me that much. Um, That being said, I am very much looking forward to the 49ers-Cowboys matchup. You raised some interesting points there, and I'm sorry I didn't quickly just um, affirm your point there about the secondary. I actually wanted to give some thought to that, but I know you just wanted me to tell you that that you were correct. So I apologize. I did, yes. I'll, I'll get back on track and <clears throat> knowing my role. But hey, so here's the thing. I think you're absolutely right. And we talked about this off air maybe last week, just that like there are teams that fans don't want to play. There's like a fear of those teams. And some of it's like, you know, PTSD from years past and those things that we've experienced with the Bucks, right? And then the 49ers is that other team that, man, some things, painful things have happened. Uh, but I think you're 100% right that there's, uh, you said this, and I love this, that there would be nothing more satisfying than just having to face off with those teams that you want to beat so badly. And so if the, if the path to the Packers Super Bowl is through the 49ers, it is through the Bucks. Then so be it. I mean, I think that that would be a very satisfying way uh, to get there. And I don't think. I think you're right. I think the San Francisco game would allow the Packers to really know what the game plan was going into that, knowing that stopping the run was absolutely essential, and you could kind of build a pretty specific game plan uh, that accomplishes that. So I don't hate the 49ers coming to Green Bay. But uh, let's talk about another scenario here: uh, the five seed Cardinals. Yes, yeah, so I mentioned before the 49ers were inconsistent. Well, they don't hold a candle to the Arizona Cardinals. After their torrid start, they really cooled down in the middle of the season following that Packers loss. Then they finished. Seahawks win, Bears win, Rams loss, got blown out by the Lions, lost to the Colts, beat the Cowboys, and then lost to the Seahawks. Like, I, that is some crazy ups and downs. I don't know how to process half those games. The Cardinals can absolutely beat the Rams. In fact, they did so, 37-20 to 20 in early October. Uh, but playing in L.A. should not scare anyone, as it should be about 50% road fans anyways. So I think if Kyler can extend plays with his feet and avoid having Aaron Donald in his lap the entire game, they will have a puncher's chance at the end. The Cards defense would need to take advantage of the two or three gifts Matthew Stafford is going to provide to them during the course of the game. But I actually do think this game could be the best game of the weekend and even outshine that Cowboys 49ers matchup. Yeah, you mentioned the Matthew Stafford gifts uh, that he's been given out. And it's so crazy because, I mean, midseason, he was leading the charge for MVP, right? And it just seems like... Uh, he has not, you know, talk about teams have to get hot at the right time. And it just feels like Matthew Stafford, maybe not playing his best, best football headed in to the postseason for the Rams and those kinds of things. But we'll be interesting to see how that goes. And if Stafford can return to his form there for uh, this postseason that he really has, you know, been looking 
towards his entire career now has that shot with the Rams. But um, I don't know if there was a scarier team early in the year, right? Uh, they really seemed to have taken that step uh, to being a team that really was ready to compete. I'm talking about the the Cardinals, of course. Uh, but now they're almost a team that I kind of want to face, Andrew, in this divisional round because of how inconsistent they've been. Uh, Kyler is Kyler, Kyler, though, right? And that's a factor that's really hard to dismiss. Um, he's a big reason why it's reasonable to believe in the cards against uh, this Rams team on the road. And I think that that's just a factor you can't dismiss at all. But uh, let's talk about those Rams because they are the four seed. And obviously they've got to get by Arizona. But if they do, this potential Packers-Rams divisional matchup next week is the one that I think that TV has got to want, right? Of course, the Rams are a good football team. Uh, but they were also kind of anointed that team during the offseason that everybody thought was going to take that step forward. They made the Matt Stafford trade, and so he was going to be the one to put them over the hump. And then, of course, the Rams were the winners of the sweepstakes, sweepstakes for Odell. Um, but then they've got the big names. They've got Cup. They've got Aaron Donald. They've got Jalen Ramsey. And then, of course, if we got this matchup, we'd have to hear about McVay, LaFleur, and that connection about 500 times during the broadcast. But in all of this, this would be an incredible game, right? Lots of incredible players, great coaches. But honestly, this is one game that would make me thankful for that home field advantage, that home crowd, that cold weather, because I do believe that this L.A. team is one that would be affected maybe the most uh, by all of those factors, again, if we met them in the divisional round. But um, other than that factor, one area that I think the Packers could exploit if the Rams traveled to Green Bay would be the Rams linebackers in the middle of the field. If you look at this roster, Troy Reeder and Ernest Jones have struggled this year at linebacker, and so I think Matt LaFleur would have some fun having all the lead-up time to this game uh, to get creative and try to exploit that. I think that could mean opportunities for Aaron Jones in the passing game. I think it could mean some jet sweeps, lots of pre-snap motions. And if he's healthy enough to play, I think this could be a game where Cobb makes a big impression if he's able to get back. So I think we know Jalen Ramsey versus Devontae Adams is going to be the marquee matchup. That's where everybody's going to look. But I think the middle of the field has some vulnerability for this Rams team that I would be pretty excited about if the Packers got this matchup. Yeah, I really like the idea of getting this team off of a fast track and into a very cold Lambeau field. Uh, but what makes me a little nervous, you have Sony Michelle and then the return of Cam Akers. If they're able to get that running game established and then have to worry about Cooper Cup and a maybe slightly rusty Jair trying to cover him, that could be a little scary. And then there is always the Aaron Donald destroying your entire offense effect. I'm not scared of the Rams, not by any means, but I just prefer the Cardinals take care of them on Monday, and then we don't even need to worry about it. I would be just fine with that as well. So uh, you want to talk about, like, we kind of played a little bit with how we would like to face with these guys, uh, which which teams we would rather match up with in that divisional round. You want to talk about that a little bit more? Yeah, I think the order that I would go in, um, it, as in like the preferred opponent, I would say the Eagles, probably number one, the Cardinals, the 49ers, and then the Rams. The the one thing to note, uh, all of those teams are warm weather except the Eagles. So yeah. um, that's an interesting dynamic. I don't think cold necessarily plays 
as big a role as it is led to or like we're led to believe or, or maybe as much as we put into it as fans. Um, but it certainly does play a role um, traveling. You know, all these teams are going to get more beat up than they already are this weekend. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so that plays an effect, too. But, yeah, I, I would say my order Eagles, Cardinals, 49ers, Rams. Yeah, I think you're right. I'm tempted to want the Cardinals over the Eagles just to, I don't know, maybe I'm overthinking it, but I do think that there are more holes in the Eagles roster uh, than the Cardinals in general. Uh, Darius Slay, right, as good as he is for the Eagles, he's never been able to handle Devontae Adams, right? So even some of their best players, I think, are plus matchups for the Packers. Uh, So I'd probably still go Eagles as the matchup I'd prefer. And then maybe it's dumb because we've played in plenty of those close games lately, but I think this team is ready to show up in a way that they haven't maybe in the past to finish. And so none of these matchups really scare me or make me super nervous. I'm with you that there's a little bit more optimism maybe headed into this offseason than maybe we even had last year. Yeah, and I was just going to say, I am totally with you. None of these teams scare me. I don't think there's a single team in the NFL that scares the Green Bay Packers um, or they'd be nervous about playing at all. Um, and you you can say that in sort of a theoretical sense, but I really don't think the Packers feel intimidated by any team that's going to come into Lambeau. That being said, this whole like, oh, you you need to go through the Buccaneers because they beat you last year. You need to beat the 49ers or Rams or whatever for X, Y, and Z reason. No, you right. don't. <laughs> Listen, you don't, you don't need to slay the dragon in order to collect the treasure, right? Like right. the... You win the Super Bowl, it doesn't matter if you play the seven seed, the six seed, and then the seven seed in the AFC. Like, it counts the same. I was never a big advocate um, for the people who said, oh, I really wish the Packers could have played the Cowboys in 96 to to finally put that behind them. Like, why? <laughs> they they don't need to. Yeah. The, the Cowboys lost to the Panthers. Who cares? Move on. And so I feel the same way about this. I mean, if it if it kind of lessens the path or the the amount of resistance on the path, um, I'm okay with it, too. But again, at the end of the day, the Packers have to beat the team that's in front of them. So um, I'll root for some upsets. (laughs) I'm fine with some upsets. That'd make for a really fun weekend. I think the other thing is you have to remember how different teams are from year to year. Like to us, the logo stays the same. So the 49ers, the 49ers. But the, the team that the Packers lost to, that were the 49ers, is a totally different team than the, than the 49ers team that would come to Green Bay this year. So you got to move on a little bit knowing how much teams change. And this is the 2021 season, 22 Super Bowl, that the, this would be a totally different year, totally different scenario. You can't compare those things, and it does not lessen the accomplishment if they're able to do it. Uh, by beating some of these lower seeds. We'd be totally fine with that. Uh, We spent a little bit of time talking about how uh, we would kind of envision these teams coming to Green Bay if the divisional round becomes a reality for them. Um, But we get to watch some football, right, this weekend as well. So let's talk about some key matchups. This is our thing. Just some brief key matchups that maybe we'll have our eye on in each of these NFC games. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Yeah, I got the Eagles at Buccaneers, and I really think that the matchup I'm watching for is Darius Slay versus Mike Evans. I think the Eagles defense overall pretty bad, as I've said. I think there's some holes there. Um, but Slay can still play, and the Bucks are down a bunch of playmakers, as we know. I think with the potential bad weather, they are going to play much more conservatively, but Brady is going to have to get some big plays to Evans and Gronk in this one. If Mike Evan wins enough to open up two throwing targets, the Bucks probably just roll in this one. Mm. If Slay can slow down Evans, they can throw a lot of resources at Gronk, and I think actually that gives the Eagles chance a chance to slow down the Buccaneers, which then gives Philly a chance to get the run game and offense working, grind this one into the kind of matchup that they want it to be, and then potential potentially pull off the upset. Yeah, I like that a lot. And it'll be interesting, obviously, as the targets dwindle for Tom Brady, where he forces the ball potentially, because he does like those big end zone targets. He's got them in Gronk and Evans, but man, like, uh, they're kind of dwindling down to just those guys. And so it'll be interesting to see if he diversifies, uh, you know, the passes to his other targets, you know, or if he sticks with those guys and maybe some opportunities for someone like Darius Slay uh, to make a play um, with still Mike Evans, I think is probably still nursing a little bit of a hamstring injury coming back from that may not be a hundred percent. So I like that call a lot. Um, I've got 49ers at Cowboys and I think Micah Parsons, Versus Debo Samuel, which is kind of an out-of-the-box matchup, I think, is going to be really interesting to watch. Obviously, the Cowboys aren't going to try to leave Parsons in coverage on Samuel when he lines up at receiver. But as much as Samuel has been acting as a running back or offensive weapon or however you want to think about it, uh, these two are going to be on a collision course in this game. Debo often is tasked with getting the ball in his hand and running east and west before trying to get upfield. And we've seen just how good Micah Parsons has been ranging sideline to sideline. And if the Cowboys are going to contain Debo, Parsons is going to be a big part of that, I think. And so I'm excited to watch these two dynamic athletes really go at it in this battle between these teams. That's a really fun one. Uh, so I get the Monday night matchup Cardinals at Rams. My key matchup is Aaron Donald. That's it. <laughs> There's no matchup. No one matches up with Aaron Donald, Kyle. If the cards figure out a way to slow 99 down, they have a real chance in this game. If he is putting pressure on Kyler's face and he has to do that 20 yard backwards scramble thing he does to throw off his back <laughs> foot. I think this is a Rams victory. Kyler needs to have a relatively clean pocket to see his receivers, right? Short quarterback needs to be able to Mm. see over the top and and see through those passing lanes from his offensive line. And that also would provide him with some rush lanes to escape that tenacious Rams pass rush. So I think whatever resources they need to commit to slowing down Aaron Donald, they need to do, and then just really pray that, you know, Von Miller and Leonard Floyd and um, all the other rushers that the Rams have aren't going to wreak havoc in their one-on-one matchups. So um, those are our key matchups for this week's NFC playoff 
the wild card round. Um, but one thing that I just wanted to throw out there, Kyle, just so we can be embarrassed later on, is making our own Super Bowl predictions. So which of the seven teams from the NFC and which of the seven teams from the AFC do we think is going to advance? And I'm going to go first because I have a, a real fear that you're going to steal the <laughs> choice that I was going to make. Uh, and so my Super Bowl prediction is going to be the Green Bay Packers versus the Buffalo Bills. All right. Uh, all I right. really I really think the Bills are a fun team in the AFC. They certainly had their struggles this season. Consistency wasn't really a great thing for them. But I, I, I think they're going to have a slugfest against New England this weekend. But that's really going to get the monkey off their back. Mm. Uh, that that 20-year-old monkey that, that just will not <laughs> leave them alone in the Patriots. And I think that's going to propel them forward. I, I think the way their defense has been playing at times um, and the potential of what their offense can be, I think, could really carry them forward. And you you just let Josh Allen do Josh Allen things. Sometimes it doesn't work out, but sometimes it's genius. And I, I think this is a team that has a really, really good shot in the AFC. And, hey, Kyle, by the way, if the Packers and the Bills face off, we did talk in the, in the preseason to Joe Marino about having him back on the podcast. So, I mean, he, he said he would do it for the Super Bowl. So... He Let's did, and so this is news to you, Andrew. I haven't talked to you about this yesterday, but I jumped on um, a Instagram Live yesterday with Joe Marino. He's doing some some giveaways and stuff, and I was just being stupid, and I got in his chat, and I said, hey, you come on Pack-A-Day Podcast if we get a Bills Packers Super Bowl, and he said, yeah, for sure. I'd definitely do that with you guys. So um, yes. we have confirmed. Make it happen. Yeah, if we get if we get a Bills Packers Super Bowl, we get Joe Marino. It'll be a lot of fun. We always love having him. But uh, my prediction here – I like yours a lot. I think that that's very, very realistic. Um, I will not pick it against the Green Bay Packers. That will not happen. But if I was going to change things up for the AFC, I think I might go crazy and I might pick the Cincinnati Bengals. And I know. Oh, I love it. Right. So there's a couple factors here. And first, I think they're a hot team and I think they're hot at the right time. And I think the AFC is a little soft. And so I think you look at this bracket that they've got to go through. They get the Raiders first, right? And no one is really scared of that, right? And so I think you get that offense against the Raiders. I think you get a W. And it doesn't seem like these lower seeds in the AFC are going to win. I don't think that the Patriots are going to win. Um, I don't think the Steelers are going to win. And so it look it would look like then if you're the four-seed Bengals, you probably match up with the one-seed Titans. And I don't really think that that's a game that you can't win either. So I think that they get to the AFC championship game pretty easily. I do think that you could stumble there against your Chiefs or your Bills. But, I mean, weirder things have happened. And once you get to the AFC championship game, anything's possible. And we could get a little bit of a Joe Brady. I said Joe Brady. I said Joe Burrow. A uh, little bit of a little bit of magic there from him in the playoffs here. And I think we could have some fun with that. So I'll say Bengals, Packers. And then you get your Packers Super Bowl win. Yeah, I really like that. I mean, if if the Bengals' offensive line can figure anything out in <laughs> pass blocking, I mean, they've been pretty solid in run blocking, but their pass blocking is atrocious. Yeah. If if they can figure out something with the weapons that they have, and their defense is pretty opportunistic, I don't think it's a finished unit yet. Like they're yeah. still in a, a rebuilding phase, but man, they could be a real scary matchup for a lot of teams yeah. in the AFC. So I, I like that too. But 
That is all the time that we have for today. This has been the Packaday Podcast. You can find Kyle on Twitter at Packer underscore Pundit. And you can find me at Andrew Mertig. Please subscribe and consider giving us a five-star review if you like what we're doing. You can catch Kyle and myself every single Friday. We'll be back next week with key matchups and next factors for the Packers' divisional round game. Thanks for listening. And as always, remember... happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m., and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com